Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to 315 Hockey Live, brought to you by 315hockey.com and powered by My Little Falls. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and you know, this is just the best time of the year because it's playoff time. And it's playoff time all over the place. It's not just the NHL. I know everybody likes to talk about the NHL, rightfully so. Very exciting, right? But it's everywhere. All you over the place. You say that every Christmas. Come on. It's not Christmas. This is my Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I know right it here, is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I don't care about the one in December. I care I about now. You right? don't. You so. don't. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, it's all over the place. And the ECHL is just about to start up. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, I'm going to bring in my co-host, my producer, my sidekick, the madman on the keyboard, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Dave Warner. What's going on? <laughs> not too much. What's going on with you? Uh, not too much. Are you having fun over there? I'm having fun. I see yeah. you got your finger on that red button. What's I do? Doing? Red button. It mutes you. <laughs> no wonder you have your finger hovering <laughs> yeah, right above it. I, know. I am not surprised. I have to, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, like I said, NHL playoffs are starting, AHL playoffs are starting, and of course the ECHL playoffs are starting. And coming back to our show, because he's been on several times, we just love having him on to talk about the ECHL, the Adirondack Thunder, and everything that's going on up there. He is the ECHL editor for InsideTheRink.com. He is Mr. Armand Klisovich. Armand, what's going on? How are you doing, Scott? How's things up there in Adirondack? You know what? I remember coming on your show the last time and I said the Adirondack Thunder are going to be a playoff team. They were, what, 9 or 11 points back, and they've crawled their way, you know, two wins against Worcester, and all three jury devils organization, despite the number of injuries, are all in the playoffs. I know. It's incredible, right? I mean, what would a New Jersey Devils season without their organization, without, like, goaltender injuries and all that, right? But they've all scratched and clawed their way through. The Utica Comets are in. Obviously, the Devils are in. And, of course, the Thunder are in. Armand, you brought along some help for us tonight. Yes, um, I brought along Grace, who is covering the South Carolina Stingrays. Um, she joined us a couple of weeks ago, and she's done a great job. The Stingrays uh, wrapped up the uh, clinched number one seed in their division. So, um, like I said, I started inside the rink, and I said this is going to be the home for ECHL moving forward, and everybody on the team is basically taking up that role. They they know what our goal is, and Grace is just a part of that. And you know, I just want to remind people: if you need your ECHL coverage, we have everything: player profiles, game recaps, playoff previews. It's fair at Inside the Rink. Yeah, absolutely. And Inside the Rink is exploding all over the place. And it's not just the website; you got the app. Yeah, I think you're starting up a YouTube channel as well, right? Yep, yep. We're, right. we're starting that back up too. Awesome, awesome. So, Grace Gendred. So, the South Carolina Stingrays. Now, the ECHL, like the EHL, has NHL affiliates. So, who are the South Carolina Stingrays affiliated with? Yeah, so we're affiliated with the Washington Capitals. So, that also means we're affiliated with the uh, Hershey Bears. Oh, okay. Hershey Bears. One of the most historic franchises in the AHL. Very cool. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. How long have you been doing that? Um, I just came out a few weeks ago, um, and I never thought I would be doing this. I'm actually in law school. So, um, yeah, so I just was a big hockey fan and then I stumbled upon this and I absolutely love inside the rink and everything they've brought to me so far. Very cool. Very cool. Law student who's a hockey writer, boy, that could be, that could be some interesting conversation (laughs) right there. (laughs) It gets brought up in a lot of interviews for sure. (laughs) How does that correlate? I'm like, listen, I don't know. (laughs) We'll make it work, right? Exactly. I, I, brought, I brought her on so I can I can uh, I have somebody to negotiate when I want to work out my contract with Connor. Good idea. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, Armand, when exactly are the ECHL playoffs starting? Um, they start Wednesday night. Um, Adirondack will kick off uh, at home. Surprisingly, um, due to the um, travel to Newfoundland, so they will play. Thir- Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Saturday, a very odd 5 p.m. start. Mm. And then they will go to Newfoundland for four games. Okay, so it is all the series are best of seven? Best of seven. And for those of you who know me, I do like to make the trips out to Worcester and to Maine. I will not be making the 34-hour drive out to Newfoundland. Oh, come on. Why not? Oh, slacker. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell inside the rink you want a helicopter to go there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that would go over great with Connor. <laughs> I'm surprised my phone's not blowing up right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> 
So, so with the ECHL playoffs, just for those who aren't familiar, is it all? Is each division have the top four, or is there varying uh, level or uh, numbers of teams nope, going top, in because top, the AHL is kind of combobulated like that? Top four in each division, okay. um, and I think the North Division, and I believe it was the South, are two divisions that were just neck and neck for that the the, the playoffs this year. I think in the South, in the uh, South, in the, between the first. The top seed and the fourth seed, I think it was like four or five points. Mm-hmm. And then Adirondack and Worcester, you know, went out of this weekend. And Adirondack was down 3-1 midway through the second. Clawed their way back. And you want to talk about an electric building? The cool insuring arena this this weekend was electric. Nice. Nice. About ready to blow the roof off the joint, huh? I thought the roof was going to come off. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, like you said, they, they clawed back. I mean, you were on, I think it was about six weeks ago, wasn't it? And they yeah. were. They were down and out. But I guess the, the ECHL has a lot of condensed uh, series, right? And they do end up playing like there's – I know, like, actually, the ECHL actually does a little bit more travel, it seems, than the AHL. Uh, it seems like, you know, like Adirondack was out in the West Coast or, or the Western part of the country anyways. Um, they, yeah, but, they, yeah. But when you come down to it, they play a lot of three and threes. Uh, there's a lot of games played in a short period of time, and it seemed to have. Oh yeah, I did. I did the trip. We had a a game was it last weekend. It was a Friday in Glens Falls, a Saturday in Worcester, and then a Sunday in Maine. And I made that trip, and boy, I give these teams credit for doing those three and threes. It's not easy. No, not not at all. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> That's for sure. So the Adirondack Thunder got in on the fourth playoff spot, and you said Newfoundland. They're playing. That's who they're playing. Yep. All right. So that's obviously a one versus four. Who's the two versus three in the north? That would be Reading versus Maine. Reading versus Maine. All right. And then obviously those two teams play. And then I'm assuming with the ECHL, they're divided into two conferences. Correct. Okay. Good. So and then obviously who's the uh, the favorite in the uh, the other conference? And I would assume the Eastern Conference. Um, in the East. Right now, um, you know, when you look at the, the the two conferences, I think in the in the East, you got to. It's always been Newfoundland, but you know what? Newfoundland's a team that, the, despite being a team that's the top of the division right now, James Melindy just announced his retirement. They're um, the Degrowlers' captain, which I think is going to be a huge loss. And Adirondack has played very well this year against Newfoundland. You know, last year there was a team that they struggled against, but you know, I think players are getting healthy for Adirondack. They made this late push to get into the playoffs, and I think that that momentum is just going to build. And I'm going to go on and say, you know, I've got Adirondack in six. Wow. Going out on the limb, making the prediction. A man who's got guts. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So, Grace, it looks like South Carolina is in the South Division. I'm looking at the standings right now. So, you got South Carolina. Well, they well, edged out two points in the first place. Very interesting over Jacksonville, uh, yeah. the Jacksonville Icemen. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Uh, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits and then uh, Florida Everblades, right? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I'm telling you, that's original. I love it. I love it. And, you know, they got a, they got a couple other really cool names in that division, too. Uh, the Orlando Solar Bears. Oh, I like that. I, I like that a lot. I mean, I, I'm just imagining, like, a polar bear with, like, a, a yeah. solar panel on them or yep. something like that. Right? Yard rats. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Like, just like that. And then, of course, the, the Savannah Ghost Pirates, oh, which is really one. neat as well. Yeah. I just want to know who named them. You know, that is just, that's so right. I mean, I guess uh, the history or the city of Savannah has a history of like, well, Pir- obviously pirates, pirates, pirates but there's like yeah. ghosts yeah. there and all that. Oh, yeah. But it always reminded me of when that came out, the first thing I could think of was Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Where is the mystery machine? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Jordy knows. Yeah, he does. They should have done that for the Zamboni. Yeah, right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I know. What was I thinking? I wasn't. That's the problem. <laughs> Uh, so, so Grace, uh, the South Division, how's that stacking up? I mean, obviously, we just went over the four playoff teams. Is there any potential upsides? Because it looks like they're pretty close in points. I mean, when we clinched the division on Saturday, that game with the Iceman, I I could have been taken out in an ambulance. I don't think my heart rate was below. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. We had a brand-new goalie in net who has not played at all this season. Um we came back from uh, – we were down by three goals. I mean, we went to overtime. We went to a shootout. I mean, this it's his first professional game. 
So I'm, you know, checking my pulse, you know, every three minutes to make sure I'm still alive. But it was it was a rough game. Um, but looking at the Kelly Cuff uh, playoffs, the, the Stingrays love to choke against the Everblades. I think in the 10 times we met them this year, we won three of the games. Uh, but, I mean, I'm really liking what Coach is doing this year. Um and especially with the kids we got coming up from college and, you know, with the Frozen Four ending. Um, but we were looking pretty solid um, and ready for the Kelly Cup. This Boy, you know, week. she was over here talking about ambulances. Now I just got to thinking, that sounds painful. Choking on an Everblaze? My God. <laughs> no, you know, we could go on like a seven-game win streak and then we go down to Florida and then it's like lose, lose, lose. And I'm just like, what are we doing here, fellas? Come right. on. Like, what are we doing? It's yeah, that, that can be frustrating when you see your team playing so well, and then all of a sudden, and it happens often in hockey, where it just like it's yeah. a switch, it bang, and then the next thing you know, you've lost three in a row, or so that. But that's why we love this game because it just elevates our heart rates, elevates our it's, blood pressures, is not good for our health at all. <laughs> no, and I'm trying to be professional and not be a fan, but I'm just at one point I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Your honor, your honor, your honor, I protest. <laughs> See, there you go. It's giving you, it's giving you practice for court. That's all. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I don't think, you know, they're throwing punches in court. But. <laughs> you never know, though. Never know. So you were out there brawling then. Well, now we know why she was checking for the ambulance and her pulse. She's out there brawling on the ice. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's going to be the new ECHL team, the Bailiffs. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Oh, man. There it is. All Great right. Time. No, we got we to gotta go with. I don't know. Oh, uh, come on. Yeah, I can't you, find it. I, yeah, anyway. That's because you had your finger on the red button trying to mute me. I know. I'm like, what the heck is <laughs> I'm going to work that into my 10 year plan. There you go, right? <laughs> I will say that this, the Stingrays did show some promise against the Everblades. We did take them to a shootout um, two weeks ago, um, but we're looking good. Um, I'm saying Stingrays in five. I think we're going to win it in Florida when they're on the road. Ooh. That's my prediction. I think we're going to choke one time, um, but that's my prediction. As well, far as the, um, the Icemen and the swamp rabbits i think the swamp rabbits are going to take it i think that's a really cool name too the swamp rabbits I know. I I love that. awesome this is Who awesome stuff that? it is <laughs> but i for sure think um the swamp rabbits are going to take that one i do have a bias there because there is a player that has my last name right so, yeah miles gendron um there you- former, former uconn player any relation um I'm going to say yes, just because it's not a common last name. <laughs> because it's impossible um, not to prove. That's <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, but for sure, um, <laughs> I think they have a really strong team. Um, but I just... I just kind of want the small rabbits to win. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. I will say that, you know, since I don't, you know, I don't have a, a, a pony in the race, so to speak, I do hope that South Carolina wins just for the sake of your heart rate and your blood pressure. That's that's the <laughs> only reason. My health. We don't want to see anything happen to you. Yep. Yeah, and, if you really- and if your predictions are off, nobody's going to hire you as an attorney. So just think about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thing I have inside the rank still. There you yeah. go, right? <laughs> there. That'll pay the bills. This is my you know, degrees down the drain. <laughs> uh. Uh, so taking a look at the Central Division, you got Cincinnati, Toledo, Indy, uh, the Indy Fuel. That's really cool, too. And uh, the Fort Worth Comets, who spelled the name with a K out of C, which is really cool as well. No, it's not. I, I think it's it is. A, a stupid name. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a wet blanket sound effect over there by chance, the, the, too? Or uh, Yeah. the How about the Fort Worth Herders or something? Because, you know, there's herders. cattle. Herders. There's cattle up there. It's, ca- it's Cowtown. Quit with your head. <laughs> uh, so what do you two see out of this central division? You know what? Personally, I think right now, I hate to say this, but the Mountain Division and the Idaho Steelheads have had a year. They have been breaking records left and right. And, you know, you look at Boston, the way they've set records this year in the NHL. Idaho is the same way in the ECHL. And if, if Idaho 
doesn't win the Kelly Cup, it's gonna it's it's gonna be really surprising because they've just been on a tear all year long. Wow, you're right. I'm looking at that right now. I mean, they 119 points, <laughs> and the closest team to them in second place is the Allen Americans, who had 77. Wow, <laughs> my goodness. And they're they're two. They have three. The t- uh, two, their top two goaltenders were in the top three of the entire ECHL this year. Jeez, my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Mountain Division, uh, like we just said, Idaho. Uh, we'll just name the four teams. Obviously, Idaho is the favorite. Uh, the Idaho Steelheads, the Allen Americans, uh, the Kansas City Mavericks, it looks like, and uh, Utah came in fourth. So, Utah gets the, gets the honor of playing Idaho in the first round. So, best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, those are all best of seven series as well, correct? Correct. All right. Okay, so now that we've gone over a little bit of a, a picture here of the playoffs, uh, let's talk about two, the two teams, actually, that are, well, near and dear to some of the Before we move on, I was oh. told to remind you to ask me about Travis Broman. Well, that's what we're going to get to. That's what we're getting to. So, uh, let's see. Uh, the Adirondack Thunder, who are obviously the eight, uh, the ECHL affiliate of the Utica Comets and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, let's see. The Orlando Solar Bears, it doesn't look like they made it in, but they are the ECHL affiliate of the Syracuse Crunch and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So let's talk about those Thunder there, Armand. And, yes, please do tell us about Travis. You know, I Travis came in, um, you know, injuries, call-ups happened to the Thunder. They brought in a ton of kids from college. You know, and Broman's been that second-line center that, that Adirondack needed. They needed a big body up the middle. Um Broman's just had a good year. He's had uh, 12 goals, 21 assists in uh, 47 games. And he's just been a solid piece up the middle for the Thunder when they needed that big body. And it's probably one of the bigger bodies that they had this last week. And with uh, Rivera out and no Turka, I, I, it's just been really nice to see a lot of these college kids come in and produce right away. And, you know, like Pete, like, like Pete McCarthy says, you know, opportunity knocks. Yeah, absolutely, and you're right. I just looked it up. He is a big guy, uh, 6'2", 185. Uh, he graduated from Oswego last year, so he's got that Central New York connection, which we always love, that 315 connection is awesome. And, he's right, I believe, and I believe we have another one in um, Matt Patizian. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, so, you know, like I said, we love that that 315 connection. And interestingly enough, he also played in the SPHL, the Southern Professional Hockey League, uh, the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. Which that's another. I'll tell you something. If you want to get into another league that's got awesome team names, the Southern Professional Hockey League as well. You got to look it up. It's great. Uh, we had their old. What's the uh, NHL doing here? Like I know, right? <laughs> where where? <laughs> what is the matter with them? But uh, insofar as the the Adirondack Thunder go, Armand. Uh, so how about some other key players. Yeah, you know, I think right now you can't. You, you, you got to look at Patrick Rasso. Who's who's uh, who set the record for most goals scored a season by any Adirondack Thunder this year? You know Shane Harper most points by a Thunder this year um, in franchise history, and I think those two guys have really been two guys who you know yeah, um, Grasso's had his stints with the Comets, he's had his stints with the Monsters. Harper's been up here all year, but you know when you look at guys who you know are going to be in the lineup most nights, it's, it's you, you look at those two guys. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? Um, you know, I have to admit, Adirondack went out, um, made a waiver claim about a week ago for, to get Dijon Mingo from the Cincinnati Cyclones, and that was a move the, the Thunder needed to make. You know, he's got experience, which they needed because they lost Jeff Taylor, who they're veteran earlier in the year. And, you know, the guy's fast. He's great to talk to. Picked up, he's picked up four points, uh, four points, picked up another two this weekend, including his first goal with the Thunder, and I think he's going to be a solid piece on that blue line heading into the playoffs with with no Jeff Killer. And like you said, you always need that veteran presence, and that's what Mingo brings on the blue line for us. Excellent, excellent. How's the uh, the goaltending look? Is uh, Merrick's mittens? I mean, Utica fans know who he is. The, the goaltending is, is coming you know, back or? It's, it's New Jersey. We've had the Adirondack Thunder have had nine different goaltenders in net this year at one point. Um, mittens, from what I have been told, he is getting closer um, but he's not ready for the first round. Jake Toit, however, will be back for the Thunder and is expected to be the game one starter. Very interesting. Yeah, because he spent a little bit of time in Utica, too, because like you said, it's got to have a New Jersey Devils 
carousel and goal for the entire organization. But, you know, Mike Robinson, you know, you want to talk about a guy who came out of nowhere. This guy came down from the Hunt, from Huntsville and this weekend played three and three. Wow. He played all, all three, three games? Three and three. Wow. Man, buy that man a steak dinner. That is impressive. Oh, like, we look and we go, wait, we go, are you tired? He goes, no. And I'm like, <laughs> somebody's like, when was the last time you played a three day? He goes, oh, it's been a while. Probably not since college. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Well, you know, I'll tell you, you we lost Jordy again. I know. And we lost him again. And I, this is this was going to be his moment to shine because I he had all the stats lined up. And I, I, I'm trying to get a hold of him and see if he can get back in. Uh Anything else we should need we need to know about um, the Thunder or even that division in general? You know, I, I I think it's gonna be a really good race. I think you know, I think Redding's a sneaky good team. I think I don't think I think they don't get enough credit right now. I think you know everybody kind of looks at Newfoundland as that that big dog in, in the in the north because you know they're basically half an AHL team with how often you know they're getting guys from the Marlies. But I think oh, Redding's really? got a really solid team. And I think Redding's going to be one of those teams that could surprise people in the North. Really? So the Marlies are sending people down to, to Newfoundland. That's interesting. So, Oh, yeah. Wow, I did not realize that. Half, uh, half their team. Whatever the AHL maximum is for an ECHL team, Newfoundland's got it. No kidding. So who are the, the who's Redding affiliated with? Redding's affiliated with the Flyers. Okay, well, yeah, they're definitely going to be getting players back then for sure. And, you know, you kind of <laughs> see that on the AHL level too, right? Where some of the teams that don't, you know, don't make the playoffs, all of a sudden their AHL teams are starting to get loaded up because they want to give them some playing time and the, like that. Uh, let's see, Barry says Carolina leading the Islanders one and nothing with four minutes left in the first in game one. Yes, that is the NHL playoffs. And if Carolina wins that, that's going to break my bracket right off the bat because I picked the Islanders. <laughs> so Thank you, Barry. All right, I knew that'd make you feel good. <laughs> yeah, but you just know me too well, Dave. I yeah. tell you, you really do. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so I'll tell you what. But my question here, Scott, is: Do you think next year is the year where all the goaltenders in New Jersey stay healthy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll just answer that now. No. <laughs> now, I, from what I've been hearing, there's a lot of rumors, and I want your thoughts on this. I've heard a lot of people talk that Isaac Poulter is going to be up in MEA next year. Well, I that's. Interesting. Um, it's it's going to depend. I think Akira Schmidt is obviously going to be in the NHL next year. He's definitely going to be um, yeah, uh, Vitek Vanacek's backup. I almost had, had a pause. Yeah, yeah. Um, Poulter, I would love to see him stay in the A. I, I think he's earned it. I think he deserves it. Um, but you got Nico Dawes there in Utica. And they also just signed Tyler Brennan, who was a 2022 uh, draft pick of theirs. So it's either going to be him or Poulter that's going to be down with Adirondack next year, I would assume. So... I think that's going to be one of those you're going to get into training camp and let them battle it out and see who wins. You mean we're going to get to training camp and then all the gold teams in New Jersey are going to get hurt and everything's going to Well, let's at least try, yeah, but let's try to get through training camp this year. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe what they can do is instead of actually playing goal, they can just set them up with video games and virtual reality. That'd be just, cool. Yeah. You know, Mins, Mins has played in one, hasn't played since opening night for the Thunder. Yeah, that's that's too bad too because you know he really is a gold, good goaltender. No, and I I had I had a lot of problems for Mittens this year. Yeah, I mean that that they was really, just it. Really, and I feel bad he hasn't gotten a shot. Like I feel like he could be a solid goaltender if he gets his shot and stays healthy. Well, that's just it because you remember last season when he was in Utica for like three weeks when both Dawes well Dawes got hurt and then Schmidt got or was it the other way around? Schmidt got called up and Dawes got hurt. Anyways, it was right at the same Either time. One. And Mittens played like consecutively for three weeks for the, yeah. the comments, and he held him in it. He played well. He did. He really did. So I mean, it's too bad that he had the injury bug this year. Uh, but let's see. Okay, Jordan just so Jordan can't get back in. He's having some technical difficulties. So you know what? I'm still going to go forward with this because the ECHL has a lot of recent graduates from Central New York here. Uh, you know what? Right here we got the Utica University Pioneers. We got the Oswego Lakers, like we just talked about with Travis Broman. Uh, we also have the Colgate Raiders, the Colgate Raiders who won the ECAC championship. We got to say that again because it's too awesome. You like that? <laughs> I love saying that. Yep. So, anyways, we got a list here of some of those players that have just signed in the ECHL or have been there for a year. Uh, so, I want to kind of go over these lists and these teams and tell me what you guys think. Uh, so, the Norfolk Admirals will start with. Um, you know, I, I don't think they made the playoffs. I'm looking at the. No, they did not. But, anyways. <laughs> 
No, they didn't. Nope. Dead last. Well, you know, somebody has to. <laughs> but, uh... They kind of knew, Scott. Funny story, Adirondack played them, and I was like, okay, guys, this is our chance to, like, turn our season around. We've got, like, three games, and we lost two out of two out of the three. Yeah, well, I mean, but you know what? That, that's, again, that's hockey, right? That's why you play the games. You know, that's, it really is. So, anyways, they got uh, Regan Cavanaugh and Justin Allen from Utica there. Uh, those guys just finished up their season this year. And then Griffin Lund from Colgate. He, uh, he, he's been there over a year now. Uh, what do you think of those guys? You know, when you look at a team like Norfolk, a team that's in the position that they are, this is their time of year to give these college kids a shot. And, you know, you're basically looking at next year's roster. Yeah, definitely. You know, going to give these kids a shot for next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think all three of them are really going to pan out. I really do. Uh, so, Grace, we're going to come right back to those Greenville Swamp Rabbits for you because I know you want to keep talking about them. Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> and they, too, have a couple of Colgate Raider alum. They have uh, Josh McKechnie and they have Colton Young, who just signed with the team. So mm -hmm. tell us about that a little bit. All right, so I do know that Young did score his first goal against uh, the Stingrays' very own Clay Stevenson, um, <laughs> which is not something to brag about because we did lose that game 7-1, and we could have clinched the division that night, but I'm over it. We, we still clinched the end. Um, and then I know McKechnie also had three assists for the night. So, I mean, just by that alone, just looking at that game sheet, kind of impressed me. Yeah. Um, like, it wasn't the Rays' best night, but – I mean, three assists in one night. I mean, that's that's something coming right, right out of college. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and same with getting your first goal against a goaltender that is, I think he's fifth or sixth amongst the rookies for the season. I mean, that's something to be proud of. Right, absolutely. And, and, and you know, watching Colton Young play at, at Colgate, because I covered quite a few of their games this year, the guy shoots the puck. He just mm -hmm. shoots a he shoots the puck a ton. He had a little bit of, he got snake bitten a little bit this year at Colgate. I mean, you know, for the amount of shots that he took, but I mean, again, it was just one of those, I'm telling you, it was just bad puck luck a few times. I mean, this goaltender was hot, you know, nothing to do, but I mean, he's proven that he is a legit talent. And uh, a funny thing about that is with Colton Young, anyway, uh, he plays for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits who are the ECHL affiliate actually of the Los Angeles Kings. Now his brother, Alex, who also plays at Colgate is a draft pick of the San Jose Sharks. So if Colton can get picked up by the Kings, that could make a very interesting conversation at some point in the, down the road. Because as we know, the Kings and the Sharks do not like each other. I'm like my pulse. Yeah, here we go again. I don't have an ambulance sound, I was just but I gonna play say, it. Yeah. Yeah. If the screen goes blank, we know. We're all good. Yeah. If it goes blank, we know what happened. Somebody call 911. Oh my god! I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a text from Connor in a couple of days. Hey, why hasn't Grace written anything? <laughs> Blame Scott. It's his oh, fault. <laughs> I'll take my my laptop to the hospital with me. I, I won't let him the ring down. I can't let him down. That's my backup plan in case law school doesn't work out. Well, hey, listen. I can you... just see you through your laptop. You can see a selfie. He like hooked up to monitor. You're like, I'm okay, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, and just remember, tell them you're a law student, and it'll yeah. take care of everything, right? I know. I'm watching you guys like a hawk. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we're you gonna... should have saw this when I when I I got Grace press credentials, and her first night, she looked like a kid in a candy store. Well, it is it a cool bad. feeling, though. It, it really is. You know, being up there in the press box, and and it, it, I'll tell you what, you get a whole different perspective of the game too. Because, like, what I've noticed is if you're sitting next to the person, if you watch, like, um, like a lot of sites, they have the uh, in-game stats or play-by-play -play or whatever. If you're sitting next to the people that are doing that, you almost get involved just listening to them and not even watching the game. It's, it's crazy because number 12 with the shot saved by number 30. And it's just it's not an actual announcer play-by-play. -play. It's, it's like the, uh, the digital version of it or something like that. And it's really cool. So I actually sit right next to the guy that does, like, our radio broadcasts. And I listen to him when I can't be at the games or, like, I'm stuck at work. So I'm, like, fangirling for him. I'm like, you're the guy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's the one giving me my pass. And I'm like, he's the guy. I'm literally at the hockey game. Like, I have credentials, and I'm fangirling over the radio guy. Yeah. Grace is looking for the camera going, look. I'm like, hey, the guy. Like, that's literally the guy I talked to. 
time of week. You're him? Like, oh my God. <laughs> Gonna put I, her on the Jumbotron. <laughs> Could you sign my pride right, pass, please? Could you like, on the Jumbotron? I get to just... <laughs> I... I think I peed my pants at least four times. Well, uh, <laughs> I think it's significantly gotten worse. Like, as playoffs have like are about to start. Like half the time, I'm texting your mom, just like, um, I'm not okay. Like, I, why did you choose me for this job? Well, Grace, since you said that, whoever this guy is, I hope he's not watching because now that he's going to kind of slide his chair down a little bit. He's like, uh. uh <laughs> But, but we are going to do some research and find out who he is so yeah, we can right. pass this along. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the game on Saturday. He's going to be like, so. So. Man, huh? Yeah. Well, then. <laughs> I'm going to get an email tomorrow morning. I'm, I can, I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to wear a fake mustache now, so thanks. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I'm going to explain that one to Connor. Yeah, leave it up to me. Don't worry about yeah. it. Bye, <laughs> I'll just forward and be like Scott said he would handle this. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. Uh, so let's move out west a little bit here. How about the uh, the Kalamazoo Wings? So they signed Utica Pioneer Connor Fedork, uh, defenseman. Uh, looking it up here. Oh, Kalamazoo just well they missed the playoffs. They're in fifth place. But tell us a little bit about them. Um, you know Fedork had, had a strong start from um, three points in his last four games. You know. Like I said, it's the college season. You know, these guys are, are are looking to make the team. You know, especially when these kids like right right after the college season get 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 an ECHL contract, it's got to be huge for them. You know, getting your shot in the in the in the pros right away and being able to make your your um make your name. And, you know, when you look at that, look at a uh, look at Adirondack. You know, with Eric Mittendorf, right? Guy comes out of college a couple weeks ago, right. get get signed to an HL deal at the college for next year. Right, exactly, and you know these kids can play. There's no doubt about it. And I and I tell you, I mean, obviously Division One's the top, but Division Three is catching up quick. I mean, there it's a lot of good hockey there. So the talent pool for these leagues to draw upon is just getting bigger and bigger, and that's only a good thing for the sport. No, it's a, it's a great thing for the sport. You know, especially for the, for these teams who, who who you know in the last month of the year are struggling and aren't in playoff position. It's a time to give these kids a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how about the Tulsa Oilers who have signed the Pioneers captain, Dante Sabata? You know, the Oilers are another team that's out of the playoffs. And, you know, I saw that move, and it was a great move for the Oilers, you know. And that's what you need is, you know, and the one thing that Pete McCarthy talks about is the leadership. You know, you bring in a guy who's been a captain at college, you know, making the jump to the ECHL. Not only do you bring in a, a, a young name, but you bring in somebody who, who who can you know possibly fit into a leadership role at some point down the road for you guys, for for that team. Yeah, absolutely, and the, the, he certainly does know how to lead. That's for sure. He was a tremendous leader for the Pioneers, and I think he's going to do very well in Tulsa. Uh, and let's see, I want to close this up with somebody who uh, he didn't you know play for a college here, but he was at one time at Utica Comet. And he was an extremely popular player when he was in Utica uh, for the Allen Americans defenseman Colton Saucerman. Yeah, the the Allen Americans have had you know, Sausman's had a good year, but one name you got to look at when you look at Allen is Hank Crone. This rookie got over a hundred points in his first year. You know, with, with with the Americans, I think that kid's gonna be a stud. You know, in the ECHL moving forward. You know, and I think they're the rookie of the year uh, was on the ECHL first team. But you know, especially like you said. Sausman's had a solid year two uh, down there in Allen. And another team at uh, the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there it is, the ECHL wrap-up. So just uh, don't want to put anybody on the spot. But, and I know you guys cover your teams and stuff like that, who's going to take the Kelly Cup? I'm going to Idaho. I just, I, I don't, I, I don't see how they find a way to lose. I, they, they have and here's the biggest thing is it's goaltending. If you've got two goaltenders who are in the top three in the league, you can't go wrong. So That's I just, I just point. don't, I don't see a way they, they, they lose. And like, like they say, defense wins championships. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you, Grace? Anybody but Idaho? I, I was going to say anyone but Idaho. <laughs> um, <laughs> right out of my mouth. So I grew up 
I grew up a Blues fan, so I'm always rooting for the underdog. Like 2019 Stanley Cup champs taking on the Bruins. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Where I come from. So anyone but Idaho. Um, you know, I would. Love you to want see you want the Adirondack Thunder underdog story? You know, fight from 19 points down in January. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if like Armand said, if we're talking goaltending, I think the Stingrays have a great duo with Clay Stevenson and Tyler Wall. Um, Interesting. Such a solid duo. Such a solid duo. Um, I mean, Tyler Wall has been goaltender of the week twice this year for the ECHL. Clay Stevenson has got it once. Um, Tyler Wall has got 11 consecutive wins under his belt just recently um, before we started our baby goaltender, our last game. We don't talk about that, but we still won. Um, but I mean, honestly, anyone but Idaho. <laughs> I would love, I would love a Thunder win, but I would I, love that too, Grace. <laughs> I think Idaho's just had such a strong season. I think it's got to come down at some point. Yeah. Like personally, it's got we got to come down at some point. And I think the Kelly Club playoffs, it's they could come down the first round. You know, there's always a danger. And when you have a team that is absolutely rolled through the regular season, like Idaho has, or even you look at like the Boston Bruins in the NHL, mm-hmm. there's always that danger that maybe things were just going too right all regular season. And because every team, let's face it, has to fe- has to face some adversity, some turbulence, or something like that at some point. And and I and again, I don't really know because I don't really follow the the Idaho. But I mean, I don't know if they've had any major injuries to deal with or anything like that. But sometimes when teams get so far ahead like that, they kind of start getting into cruise control a little bit too. And if that happens, it's kind of difficult to get out of that. But they've also had 119 points this season, so it's kind of hard to say they've been in cruise control on anything. So, uh, again, I, I don't know. You're right. That would be great if the, you know, if the Thunder could pull it off. Absolutely. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's why they play the games. And like I said, I just love the fact that the ECHL has best of seven series all the way through. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, yeah, I. And totally- we have a chance for a th- for the Devils to win the cup. You to to win the cup, and Adirondack to win the cup. Wouldn't we? We would all love to see that. Yeah, could you imagine that? That would be amazing. <sighs> that would be amazing. The Devils have a, the Devils could have a, a decent shot. I, I think so. I mean, they, they got to get by the Rangers in the first round. But uh, I tell you, I, I think that you know, not getting off too far sidetracked here, but. I think that Eastern Conference in the NHL is a little bit more wide open than people think. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, I've, I've said before that, you know, we were just talking about things going too right. Um, I think Boston's got some cracks in the armor that can be exploited, uh, but we'll see. This is why they, like I said, that's why they play the games. And, um, you know, and Barry already has informed me that my <laughs> my upset pick could be, uh, it's only game one, though. It's only game one. <laughs> <sighs> You know, but and, and you know, like we were just saying earlier, so many cool nicknames in the in the ECHL. You know, Armand, I think you guys ought to do for like inside the rink is do like on a Twitter like the coolest nickname tournament. That would be awesome <laughs> for the ECHL. That's a good idea. You know, that would be so cool. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, hold on, Connor. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Connor, I said that on purpose because I wanted to get a comment out of you. I knew it was going to happen. I'm like, I'm so fired then. <laughs> no, it's my fault. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> just bring protection, Grace. I said, yeah, I just, up 2019. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Hit the mute button. <laughs> Thank God, Grace, the lawyer. Oh, God. We could just go to, you know, sound off. <laughs> uh. Well, guys, um, if you want to stick around for our Utica Comets preview, you're more than well, welcome. Before, before we end this, I just want to make let the uh, viewers know one thing. The ECHL will have all the awards um, coming out in the next week. So inside the rink, we'll be covering all of those. Really? Our playoff previews will be out within the next day or two. So make sure to keep your eyes on that. And, again, we, we plan on being the place for, for ECHL coverage. Oh, absolutely. You guys, like I said, you're all over. I mean, it's there's InsideTheRink.com. You got the app. You're on Facebook. You're on Twitter. I think you're on Instagram. You're everywhere. You're every, and, Armand, you're leading the charge, man, and that's that's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Grace, it wasn't that good, but here, I'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, All right. So, 
Like I said, we're going to get to that Utica Comets preview, uh, but first we're going to take a commercial break. Did you guys want to stick around for that? or If they're here, they're here when we're back. <laughs> Grace, I probably won't. I got a lot of other stuff for Inside the Rink. All right. All right. No problem. But, guys, thank you for taking the time to come on and talk to us. And uh, let's stay in touch and keep us, keep us updated on how that ECHL is doing. We will. All Thank right. You Thank you so much. It was nice meeting you, Grace. All nice right. meeting you. Take care, guys. All right. That was pretty awesome. So, like I said, we're going to do that commercial break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, the Utica Comets versus Laval Rocket, and we're going to take this thing home when we come back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, the Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned business the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyFunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. All right, and we are back. You know, I didn't mention at the beginning of the show, Dave, but, um, you know, this is a doubleheader for 315 Hockey Live this week. I know. This is awesome. Uh, we, we were going to have Daniel Walcott from the Syracuse Crunch on tonight. There was a little bit of a scheduling conflict. So instead of tonight, Daniel's going to be on Wednesday night at 630, right here where you're watching the show. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. He's a very interesting guy. Uh, excellent. And uh, can't wait to talk to him. Uh, his Syracuse Crunch are taking on the Rochester Americans in the uh, <clears throat> excuse me North Division semifinals, which start this Friday. And the other three one five hockey three one five AHL team, uh, the Utica Comets, start their playoff run uh, Wednesday night, and they will be going to Laval, which is know? why you were at six thirty. Yes, well, yeah, we, we were <laughs> like, whoa, we're like we got all this yeah. stuff going on here, right? Yeah. So, um, but anyways, the Comets finished in fourth place in the North Division, so they have to play the opening round. Because the way it was set up this season, the top three teams in the North Division got the first round bye. Teams out of the fourth and fifth seed play each other in a best of three series, which are extremely dangerous. For And the winner goes on to play the number one seed, Toronto Marley, in the best of five. Um, the Utica Comets, like I said, are playing Laval Rockets. The way it's going to work, game one's in Laval. Games two and three, which are Friday and Saturday night, are in Utica. Saturday night, of course, if necessary. Uh, this is going to be an interesting series, Dave. This is going to be very interesting. Like I said, I've never been a fan of best of three series. I know. You because always they're, say they're that. nerve-wracking. Yes. Very nerve-wracking. It's one, good for you. One, yeah. Well, I mean, Armand <laughs> and Grace are yeah. going to be alone, right? They're yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. But the, uh, the Comets finished fourth by virtue of having 80 points, and then the Rocket finished fifth by virtue of having 76 points. So the way this is going to break down – Head-to-head, head, they played each other six times this season. Laval won five of those games, including all three at the Adirondack Bank Center. Um, so Laval's calling card basically is offense, offense, offense. Uh, they are second in the league in goals scored. They have 258 goals scored this season. Uh, they're leading the league in shots per game at 34.26. Uh, their power play is 22.5%. They're 68 for 302, which is sixth in the league. Um, and they're, they have 13 shorthanded goals scored, which ties them for first in the league. So, again, this is a team that can score a heck of a lot of goals. Uh, their leading scorer is Anthony Richard, 30 goals, 37 assists for 67 points. And, by the way, I don't think that he's related to Rocket Richard. So, how, many, how many people are named that? <laughs> what are the well, odds? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look, Grace ran with it, so he should too. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the thing is though, their parent club, the Montreal Canadians did not make the playoffs. So they got a little bit back in the way of reinforcements. Yeah. Uh, they got Yoel Teasdale who has 23 goals and 15 assists. He got, they got him back from Montreal. They got Jesse Lannon. They're, they're going to be loaded for bear now because again, they got help coming back. Uh, 
again, though, you know, defense has been a bit of a problem for the Rockets. So they've given up 247 goals. That's 26th in the league. Uh, they're giving up 31.72 shots per game. That's 28th in the league. And they're second to last on the penalty kill, which is 75.6%. So there's obviously something that can be taken advantage of there. I think the Comets are going to see Caden Primu for their goaltender in this series. I was going to ask you who's going to goaltend. There's two. They have two, uh, Caden Primu and Kevin Poulin. Uh, both of them have actually historically done pretty well against the Comets, uh, but Primo's got the better record and he's played more. He's got he's at nineteen fifteen and six. Uh, he's got a three point zero four goals against average, nine zero nine save percentage, and he's got three shutouts on the season. Um, the the Comets. Well, I'm just going to run through this quick and then we'll we'll discuss the series. Okay. That, all right. So the Comets uh, they've scored two hundred fifteen goals, which is good for twenty second in the league. Uh, they've got 29.15 shots per game, which is 25th. Their power play is at 15.8%, which is second to last in the league. So this is where it's going to be interesting, right? The Comets have struggled on the power play. The Rocket have struggled on the penalty kill. Never know. Maybe a chance yeah. to get right there. Uh, the Comets are a better defensive team. Uh, they've given up 222 goals this year. That's 16th in the league. They're allowing 28.92 shots, which is 8th. Uh, the penalty kill, they're at 27th in the league because they're 77.4%. They got six shorthanded goals scored. Uh, Goaltending-wise, obviously, I think you're going to see Nico Dawes with the Kirishbid being recalled up to New Jersey. Um, Isaac Poulter's played pretty good when he's been in, but obviously, Nico Dawes has been the starter all season long, and he's got a record of 16, 14, and 3. Uh, he's got a goals against average of 2.70, which isn't too shabby. Uh, 904 save percentage, and he's got two shutouts on the season. So the Comets' leading scorer is Graham Clark. He's got 25 goals, 33 assists for 58 points. Uh, Riley Walsh is having him help himself a heck of a season, too, off the defense. Uh, nine goals, 32 assists for 41 points. Um, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting in the regards that I think the Comets have to win game one in Laval. They have to. Um, and that's not to say that if they lose that the, the series is over. But you don't want to go down <clears throat> one game or in a three-game series. Right. You just don't want to do it and run that risk of having to run the table at home. Well, especially with what the record had been at home during the regular season. Exactly. Them. That's Exactly, which is going to be kind of a, oof, what do we, you yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> Win one out on the road, please. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. I'll tell you, that that crowd in Laval, their, their stadium, uh, Place Belle, it's called. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. It holds almost 11,000 people. Jeez. So it's almost an NHL size arena, and I can guarantee you it is going to be loud yes. in there. Yep. Very loud. Not to say that the Adirondack Bank Center won't be loud Friday or Saturday night, but I'm just saying with 11,000 people, the place is going to be rocking. So well, I'm just confused as to what color I should wear and whether I should look like a clown. <laughs> see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm saying I'm going with both. You know, forget the red, black, and white. Just go with the yellow, which <laughs> seems to be winning, and then, you know, put some clown paint on, and uh, I'll fit in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great discussions out there. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I mean, I guess I could see all sides of it. Yeah. You know, that, traditionally, that's what the comments have done. They've done white right. out the odd, yep. right, from the time when the Vancouver was here and all that. Uh, you know, I thought red would be pretty cool. Actually, yeah, it would be. You know, I mean, like uh, like the Calgary Flames do that. Yeah. They make the playoffs in the NHL in the sea of red, and it looks pretty cool on TV. Yeah. So, I mean, the Comets' colors are red, right? So, yeah. I mean, they could have really screwed everybody up and gone red and green and like the old Utica Devils, yeah. which <laughs> it's amazing how polarizing that is too. Some I know. People I, love I was reading Utica all Devils that stuff, and I was like, hate it. I'm like, wow. Oh god, that was funny. <laughs> Some funny reading. Gumper, for instance. Couldn't what? stand it. Oh, really? Couldn't stand it. Oh, wow. They're not the doubles. They're the cops. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that started like a 10, 15-minute rant, right? <laughs> Beer-fueled rant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Utica Club had a lot to do with yeah. that, too. That's, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, if anything, I think the Comets do have to win Wednesday night. They're, they're going to have to. Um, and another thing I didn't point out earlier too, you got to watch out for that Laval rocket in the first and the third period. So they are third in the AHL in first period scoring and they're tied for second in the third period. Mm -hmm. So watch out there. I mean, there are still a top 10 team in the second period, but 
Uh, okay. Not quite as prolific as they are in the first or the third. And where can people see this? On AHL TV or where is it? It's going to be on AHL TV. Okay, all right. AHL TV. Or if you want to listen to the radio, tune in to 94.9 uh, I know Grace will be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Just get hooked on another announcer. I know she loves my voice. Yeah, well, there you go. That'll be your next step, Dave. I, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there, yeah. I have free legal advice for the rest of my life. You can be the, the play-by-play announcer for the Barnyard Rats. Yeah, oh, I'll do that. I like it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, uh, the Comets did not get anybody back from the Devils. Obviously, uh, with the Devils being in the playoffs, there was some some hope that maybe uh, Kevin Ball was going to be coming back down. That's not happening. That would have so, been nice. I'll tell you, though, I'm actually glad that they kept uh, Shimon Nemec down instead of bringing him up for the playoffs. And I think it's the smart move to let him get some Calder Cup playoff experience and um, you go from there next year. But, yeah. But <clears throat> that's it. Like I said, um. That starts Wednesday night. The Syracuse Crunch start Friday night, but uh, we're going to be talking about that with Daniel. Let's see. Barry's and, yes, there, yeah. Barry, thank you for reminding me about that. Absolutely. Uh, Roy Summer, who was the all-time winningest coach in the AHL, has retired. Uh, he was the bench boss for the San Diego Gulls this season. Uh, but he's had a long, illustrious career, and congratulations, Roy. Just a fantastic job all the way around. So, very good. Uh, so I think that's all we got, Dave. Like all right. I said, we, we better rest because we're doing two shows this week. Roll the roll the credits. Two shows, exactly. <laughs> so we're coming back Wednesday night at 6.30 here with Daniel Walcott of the Syracuse Crunch. All right. So I want to thank Armand Klisvich and Grace Gendron again from Inside the Rink for coming on to talk about the ECHL with us. And we want to thank you for watching and listening wherever you are. All right, so that's it. For Dave the Save Warner, I'm Scott Kimball. Thanks for listening, and we will see you Wednesday night on 315 Hockey Live.